everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Big Daddy Ranks. It's it's Walker Kelly. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going great. Uh, just let, let me pause for a second. <sighs> All right, I'm in Big Daddy Ranks mode. Let's go, Big Daddy Ranks. So, uh, on our Wednesday episodes, what we do is we take a look at Walker's upcoming ranks for the week, which you can check out at footballabsurdity.com. There is a link at the top of every page to it. It says week 13 ranks. You click that button and you see week 13 ranks. Funny how that works. Damn, uh, that's crazy. Uh, that's wild how that works. And uh, we also have a link to the uh, ranks in the episode description. So what we also do is we talk a little bit about Thursday night football, and then we go into a little bit deeper into Walker's ranks. Uh, and we do our sicko stashes of the week, which is guys rostered in uh, 5% or fewer of leagues. And then Walker's sneaky fart, which is his flex start, which um, Walker. Which Jeff uh, is I don't very know. upset about. I am, I'm very upset about this. I was going to say, I don't know if you saw my notes next to your sneaky fart. I did. Uh, and uh, there's a reason why I didn't put him as one of the four categories, because I knew you wouldn't want to talk about him that much. So I just stuck him there and I was like, hey, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, we'll talk about who it is when we get there, but there's another guy I've placed in the same category as him. The, uh, if I say anything good about him for the rest of the season, just slap me across the mouth category. So we'll see uh, who that is when we get there. So, uh, let's get started talking about Thursday night football. Uh, this week's Thursday night football bills, eight and three travel to the Patriots who are six and five. It's a 43 and a half point over under Buffalo, three and a half point favorites did not talk about this on the review show yesterday which i did solo um walker i don't know if you did you listen to the review episode at all i listened to your impression of me which was <laughs> surprisingly good <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad to hear it uh it's uh almost like we we record hours together every week um That's, but yeah uh, almost it's, it's almost like that yeah, so I did it solo last night with my cat jingle jangling in the background. Mike picks up a lot more when it's straight into audacity. Um, but uh, let's start for the second straight week. You have Josh Allen as a must-start quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, he's good at football. <laughs> yeah, you have him as two this week with number one being? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts uh, going up against Tennessee. Much better matchup. Uh, bigger chance of a big game there. So if you're starting uh, jo um, Josh Allen, you're doing it right. Uh, what about Mac Jones, Walker? Hold on. But Mac Jones was good last week. Why aren't we uh -huh. playing him? Yeah, Mac Jones was good last week for fantasy. And uh, that was the first time. Yes. All that, that was the first time. And in addition, uh, I think half of his yards were yak. Yeah. So he, it, he gave the ball short and everybody else just did the hard part. He's so, yeah, he he's such a he's just he's the most replacement level quarterback in the league. Where yeah. he's just he does everything at exactly an average level and nothing better. I you know, it's that genre of quarterback that if they're on the good side of it, they're Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. Um if they're on the bad side of it, they're Mac Jones or um uh, can't. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. There you go. Um, so yeah, start with Josh Allen. Don't start Mac Jones. That's why you're here, folks. That's the the tough analysis. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, you have as a must start. You have number seven um, this week. Uh, doesn't look like we're gonna get Damian Harris. Right, and that should lead to an even bigger snap share for Ramondre. I would expect 20 plus touches. Um, probably close to 20 carries, and he should get five targets because he's getting five targets constantly. 
Um, Mac Jones loves to dump the ball off, so Stevenson has been getting a lot of use in the passing game. I really don't think the matchup matters at this point. I think he's a top 12 play every week. Yeah, I think Steven season is here. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, five targets. If he gets five targets, it'll be the fewest targets he's gotten since he got five on October 16th. So just very steadily becoming one of the most targeted running backs in the league. So um, all the way in on Ramondre Steven season. I love the man. Uh, he's great at football. Um, on the other side, you have Devin Singletary, who... struggled last week um who going up against the patriots in a bad matchup you have as a flex 34 you say if you can don't have him in your lineup yeah i would rather find a different option this week um for example in the football absurdity experts league i will be starting cordero patterson and antonio gibson over devin singletary dad you know i'm not high on uh, who's Cordell playing this week? Pittsburgh. Eh, they're okay. I, I'm not super high on either of those matchups, but I have to agree with you there. So um, a flex play for Devin Singletary. If you can get him out of your lineup, go for it. If not, you know, expect, what, eight, nine PPR points unless he scores. Yeah, yeah, high single digits or maybe he sneaks up like to like 10 or 11. Yeah, and then James Cook, you have this as a say, uh, running back 50. Uh, tricked a lot of people last week, but not me. Did not I did not get tricked into believing into J- in James Cook all of a sudden. No, not us. We it couldn't be us. No. So uh, don't start James Cook. Uh, can we? I don't even think we, we should roster James Cook anymore. Like, what has he shown that he's worth a roster spot? No, certainly not in ten team leagues or even twelve team leagues. Really, you, you, it's not necessary to have him on your team. Yeah, he was um, he was a fun lottery ticket that people kind of mistook for a good asset, and the lottery ticket has not hit yet, and it's week thirteen. Yeah, people were <laughs> so, like, "Oh, he's going to be Tony Pollard." Uh, yeah, no, he's no. actually, or he's going to be his brother, and uh, it turns out he's just a guy. Yeah, uh, people fell so much in love with James Cook la- during the draft process. Be like, "Oh my God, all I can see is Dalvin Cook when I look at him." It's like he's fine. Yeah, he's he all seems, right. He seems like he's not that good, actually. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 see how he develops, but yeah, so far not so good. Um, so so far through two positions, we only have two guys worth starting in this game, and that was kind of what I found when I was working on the starter sit for this week, where it was everybody was a sit. Like, don't start anybody in this game if you can help it outside of a small handful of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any fringe option is going to be a no. Yeah. Oh, man, I was looking back on my ranks. I was trying to see my ranks before the draft. James Cook was not my top 10. I am redeemed. Got him. We, Let's go. He's, uh, confirmed bad, according he's to Jeff Crisco. Be- he's below Abram Smith, who I am at 10. Why would you do such a thing? Because <laughs> uh, the draft had like eight or nine good running backs in it. Um, I think there's a... I think there might be an argument that the draft had two good running backs in it. Uh, that's entirely fair. I mean, Kenneth Walker, yes. Brees Hall, yes. Brian Robinson, if they use him right, he can do stuff. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, if he breaks through this rookie wall. Um, yeah, we want, it depends, we want... depends on the week or depends on the stretch of weeks because Damian Pierce looked fantastic and he's looked awful last month. Yeah, uh, let's let's uh, let's not talk about who I have in my top 10. Good God, what is this list? Tyler Beatty, Sincere McCormick, what are you doing, Jeff? What's your problem? What's your problem? All right, 
So two more must starts in this game. Stefan Diggs, Jacoby Myers. You have Diggs at three. Myers may not be playing in this one, but what I but it's a shoulder injury. So if he plays, I'm playing him. That's his his biggest issue is a potential re-injury. It's not going to affect his play very much. Yeah, he said he's confident he'll be able to play. So I'm expecting him to be out there. And Buffalo's defense against wide receivers is actually not that great. Um, they've they have a lot of injuries in the secondary. Um, Tredavious White isn't going to follow Myers into the slot. So I, I expect Myers to have a solid game. They just let got cooked ha- in the oh. slot last week by St. Brown, too. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, Jacoby Myers, scratch. Is there anybody on this offense that you would want to go pick up as a speculative play? Like Devontae Parker, who's dealing with an injury. Nelson Aguilar, who had a big game last week. Kendrick Bourne, who's shown out here and there. Is there anybody that you would want to go out and get? Um. I mean, in that circumstance, I guess Bourne would probably play the slot. So maybe you could throw Bourne in as a desperation, but I wouldn't want to play any of them, honestly. Yeah, that was the answer that I was looking for. I wasn't fishing for a good play in this game in case Jacoby Myers goes out because Mac Jones is bad and the Bills are good. I think it all comes down to that. Uh, They'll be without Von Miller, so their pass rush will be worse. But, you know, they're still a much better football team. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Gabe Davis as a flex at 25. I didn't know what to do with Gabe Davis. Cause it feels like as soon as we have a definite stance on what he is, he changes who he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been more consistently involved in the passing game the last month. It just hasn't always produced good results. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can expect him to get at least probably six targets. Um, but you know, he's had games where that's three for 50. Um, he'll also have games where that's five for 150 and two touchdowns. So this isn't a particularly good matchup. So I think he's more of a flex play than a true must start player. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame you, especially in three wide receiver leagues. You should be playing him because the possibility that he goes off is always there. Yeah, that's why, you know, you have him at the Gabe Davis slot wide receiver 25. It's Yeah, it's, I didn't do that on purpose either. That's just where he ended up. That's why it's the Gabe Davis slot. It's yeah. where he goes. Um, And then you have Isaiah McKenzie, who had a big week last week at uh, wide receiver 49. You have him as a sit. I was a McKenzie advocate, and I had him as a sit as well. Um, This isn't a defense where you can attack the slot, really. Right. So uh, McKenzie, uh, I said, uh, you know, he should be on your roster, but you should um, sit him and hold and collect more information. Yeah, Um, save save him for good slot matchups. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox, 15. You have him as a sit. Yeah, Dawson Knox uh, also is one of my tight ends I'm lower on this week. Um, he's uh, ECR is 10. I have him at 15. I, I don't think you can play a guy who's not getting consistent targets, especially against a tough defense. I have him as a start, baby. Let's go. Fight, fight. Uh, wh- when you play Dawson Knox, what are you hoping for? A touchdown. The uh, Patriots have given him up the second most tight end touchdowns in the league. Oh, well, all right. So if you're going to play Dawson Knox in a game, it's going to be this one. It's not like I feel great about it. It's like I would probably if I did ranks have him like uh, like 11th, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm right. not so much higher on you, but it's just right over that line. Uh, start Dawson Knox, baby. Here you go. Let's go. Let's do it. I disagree. I would not do that. I would. So let's see who you trust. Uh, sound off in the comments. <laughs> Leave a podcast uh, review that says uh, either Jeff, Team Jeff or Team Walker. 
That's right. Uh, please don't do that. Don't hurt my feelings. When I look back and forget that that's what Walker said to do. Be like, <laughs> why are there all these team walkers? Um, all right. Uh, anybody else for Thursday Night Football? Hunter Henry? Is he worth a look? He had a good game last week. Johnny Smith did nothing. No, don't yeah, do that. That is a very straightforward game. You have must starts, must sits, and then Gabe Davis, Devin Singletary, and Dawson Knox, who straddle that line, depending on who you're talking to. So uh, very straightforward Thursday night football, which is good um, for me to write about and for you to write about as well. Next week, Raiders, Rams. Be very straightforward. <laughs> uh, Rams, no. Uh, yeah. Raiders, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week, extremely straightforward um, for the uh, Thursday night football. So let's get into the sicko stashes, Walker. So mm. uh, Walker put theirs in first. They had a uh, 2% QB, 3% running back, 1% wide receiver and 3% tight end. So I tried to figure out who those guys were and uh, I tried to match them. So 2% quarterback, uh, Jordan Love. No, mine's Sam Darnold. Oh, he's 2% rostered? I didn't even see that. I was thinking it was a uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play this week. No, I think he is going to play. Yeah, I think he is too. But your question uh, for the episode yesterday was, what can we expect from uh, Jordan Love rest of season? And so I, I think like, eventually that Love will take over because I think the Packers will be eliminated from the playoffs. And mm-hmm. at that point, they'll shut Rodgers down. And I just want, basically, if I was on the episode, I was just going to use that as an excuse to uh, dump on Packers fans. Get them. Um, but, uh, yeah, if if I were to do a pure stash, it would be Jordan Love. Uh, he had a nice connection with Christian Watson last week. Um, but that's it. Like, it's a true just, like, stash. Because a guy with a skill set like Love's, he can be not very good at football, but good for fantasy football. Um, yeah, he, he likes to he likes to rip the ball downfield and take yeah. chances, and he can run a little bit. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I wish you'd listen to the episode because uh, you would have you've heard what my ridiculous cop for Jordan Love was. Oh God, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I called him Tall Taylor Heineke. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> I guess I mean he's got <laughs> Lank- arm strength, but lanky t- Taylor Heineke. He's uh. What if Colin Kaepernick was worse at everything? Oh, God. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a pretty good one, too. I think that might have been my comp for him coming out of the draft was Colin Kaepernick, but 20% worse. Um, all right, so uh, your 3% running back, is it It's your boy Zamir? No. Oh, but he might not play this weekend. Josh Jacobs, he's dealing with a calf. Is it, yeah. Ty, is it Ty Johnson? Yes. All right. Those are the two that I had. My guess was Zamir because of the... Uh, uh, calf injury, but why Ty Johnson for the Jets? Uh, I think Michael Carter might not play. He's got a sprained ankle. Um, Zonovan Knight looked good last week, but he's still an unproven player. And Ty Johnson's more likely to catch the ball than Knight is. Mm-hmm. So I think Johnson might have sneaky, like deep league flex value the rest of the season. Yeah, it's possible. It's really curious what they're doing with the running backs there because uh, now there's just another guy on top of everybody um, with with Zonovan Knight, who they drafted, and then they traded for James Robinson, and you know they've got Ty Johnson sitting there. So it's a real uh, real mess of stuff to be dealing with. So um, all right, uh, your one percent wide receiver is it uh, the beautiful boy Alameda still sitting at one percent? No, I decided not Damn to go with Zacchaeus this time. Um, no, it's one of my uh, one of my big time draft crushes that uh, 
so far hasn't really panned out in his rookie season, but he got six targets last week. Um, he has a really good quarterback coming off of a suspension. It's it David is, Bell. It is David Bell. That's my guy, too. Let's go, David Bell. Woo! Yeah. Uh, incredible uh, receiving chops. Why don't you keep talking about him? Yeah, a great route runner on the slot. Um, a, a bigger slot guy as well. Yeah, target uh, target share has been increasing. Um, Deshaun Watson is back this week, so the passing game should improve to some degree. Um, I, I think that especially in deep leagues, he's a good guy to put on your bench and see if maybe he keeps getting six or seven targets in a game. Yep, I did that today in my 16-team league. I scooped him. I did, I did the the purest sicko stash. Wait until waivers were run. Dropped Nick Westbrook-Akina. Picked up uh, uh, David Bell. I love it. Yeah, and Olamide Zacchaeus, he had the, what, 5 for 91 last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were going back to that well. It's That's a good guess. It's always yeah. a good guess with me. Yeah. All right. Three percent. Is it uh, Big Mac? No. Is it Jelani? It is. Yeah. It's I thought Jelani. So when I looked, Jelani was at four percent. So I thought God. it might have changed. So uh, I had Jelani as well. That was my boy. Yeah, Jelani. I I didn't love him as a prospect, but it seems like he's taken over the number one tight end role for the the Colts. Um, mm-hmm. I would expect him to continue to get more targets than the other options. Um, not that he's necessarily startable on a week to week basis right now, but I think if you're somebody who's streaming tight ends, he's a decent option to have on your bench for good matchups. Yeah. Um, we didn't say his full name, Jelani Woods for the, for the Colts. We just yeah, kept Jelani saying Jelani. Woods. Yeah. Jelani Woods, uh, perfect, uh, RAS score, uh, relative athletic score, uh, during testing at the draft. Um, not the most talented guy, but. Uh, at tight end, if you're big and fast, they can figure out the rest. And he's big and fast. He sure is. He's, so, he's a giant athlete. Yeah, he, he makes Mo Alley Cox look tiny. Yeah, he, he kind of does. <laughs> he makes Mo Alley Cox look like T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> More like Small Mac, am I right? Folks, got him. Um, all right, so that is uh, uh, Sicko Stashes of Jordan Love, Sam Darnold at quarterback, Zamir White, Ty Johnson at running back, David Bell and Alamde Zacchaeus at uh, wide receiver and Jelani Woods at tight end. Um, David Bell is probably the sickoest stash here. The one that probably has the most upside, I would say. I would say my sickoest stash is Sam Darnold because that guy sucks. Oh, that guy is. Well, that's a sick in the head stash. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Got water on the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Wet brain. Wet. Wet brain, folks. All right. Uh, speaking of wet, uh, who is your sneaky fart this week? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> my sneaky fart that you hate uh, is Evan Engram. Um, he's my tight end 11 on the week because he's playing the Lions, and the Lions are really bad against tight ends. This worked with Mike Kosicki earlier in the season, and Mike Kosicki is worse than Evan Engram. So I think Evan Engram is going to have four for 44 and a touchdown. That is not true. He is not worse than uh, Mike Kosicki is better. Okay, for fantasy. Okay, fine. I'll allow it. Yeah. No, uh, in, no in real-life football, I think Kosicki's better, but he yes. doesn't have as big a role in his offense. Yeah, he's uh, Evan Ingram's behind uh, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and uh, Mike Kosicki's behind Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle. So I think there's a little bit of a talent difference ahead of him. Yeah, um, I, I would say so. 
Yeah, so I'm not allowed to say anything good about Evan Ingram. I've banned myself. And the other guy that I've banned from, uh, do you want to take a guess who it is? I used to love him. Oh, I was just going to say Juwan Johnson. No, it's not Juwan. Well, that's I'm, I actually wrote to start Juwan Johnson this week. So let's go. Wow. Um, no, it's, it's a guy that I loved and I kept talking about. He gets targets. He gets targets. Uh, oh, Demarcus Robinson? No, uh, Logan Thomas. Not allowed oh. to say anything nice about Logan Thomas for the rest of the year. I've yeah, banned I, myself. Do you, yeah, you guys remember on the Friday podcast last week when I was told by both my co-hosts to start Demarcus Robinson over Zay Jones? And I'm then deleting. I did, say and, whatever you want. I'm deleting this from the episode. <laughs> and, and then I did that. And uh, I should not have. This is where I send you the Trump. Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if if uh, if you listen to our advice and you win, you're welcome. If you lose, that's on you, buddy. That's the official okay. stance of the podcast. <laughs> that's right. If you if you listen to our advice and it's wrong, well, you shouldn't have listened to the podcast in the first place. That's your own fault for tuning in. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe. Yeah, give, us, give us five stars. Uh, <laughs> very important. Help the algorithm. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into your ranks for the week so if you're just now joining us and i'm gonna do that bit in every episode uh you can find these ranks at footballabsurdity.com at the top of literally every single page there's a button that says week 13 ranks you click on those you will see week 13 ranks if you can't find them from there i don't know how to help you um you're probably one of the people that still has a uh, uh russell wilson rostered only yeah. down to 56 percent walker well you know I play in an 18-team league, so I have <laughs> well, him rostered I, in that league. <laughs> I have him rostered in, like, half my two-quarterback league. So, you know, I don't yeah. blame people there. But, uh, you know, uh, he's lower rostered than Jimmy Garoppolo. Or as he should about be. About the same rostered as Jimmy Garoppolo. Sorry, that's what I meant. Garoppolo is, like, lower. 61. Yeah, and I he's mean, like, Wilson's... They're, like, the same. No, because Wilson doesn't throw any touchdowns, so... No, I meant rank. I meant uh, uh, roster rate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because like, yeah, Jimmy has bad games too. But like, you know, Russ is giving you eleven points a week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um. All right. Let's uh. Let's get into speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he's a quarterback that you're higher on this week. You have Garoppolo at eleven. ECR is fifteen. Of course, taking on uh, uh Niners Southeast with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, everybody's coming home. Yeah. River River Craycraft Revenge Game Walker. Yeah, you had a great game last week. What four for fifty or something like that? Yeah. Um yeah, I I like Jimmy this week. Um this should be a pretty high scoring game. Miami is not the greatest pass defense in the world. Uh they're especially bad against tight ends, so I would expect to see the Garoppolo to Kittle connection be pretty successful in this game. Um yeah, I think Garoppolo throws for multiple touchdowns and he's a startable option. Yeah. Um, and uh, while people are, you know, they're going to ask the question, well, what's going on with Christian McCaffrey? Uh, he was at he didn't practice today, but he was at walkthrough. He was in uniform. So it's looking like he's trending towards playing. He's got knee irritation, which, you know, he should be fine to go for Sunday. And that's a big weapon for Garoppolo. So uh, I will co-sign that in the uh, the battle of uh, the, the former Former 49ers. I really lost the thread there. I got distracted. <laughs> I got distracted. I literally got distracted by your number 12 guy. Because I was oh. like, what the hell? Daniel Jones against Washington. It's a bad. It's not a good matchup. What is going on here? Well, you see. Uh, Daniel Jones is good now. You know, he's uh, he's a good quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
but he's been pretty good for fantasy this year. He's currently quarterback 12. And he has, let's see, one, two, three, three top 12 quarterback weeks, and then most of his other weeks are top 24. He's only been outside the top 24 once. Washington's actually not a bad matchup for quarterbacks either. Uh, I think they're 15th uh, against quarterbacks. So I I think Daniel Jones will do what he's been doing most of the season, and he will throw for like 190 yards, and he'll run for another 50 and have a couple touchdowns total, and he'll nickel and dime his way to like 16 and a half points. Nickel and Danny nickel and nickel and Danny dime his way. <laughs> All right. Um, so the other guy that you're higher on this week, I have no opinion on Daniel Jones. Uh, Marcus Mariota, you have it 15. Everybody else has 18. Um, I not feel that, like fi- 15 look, is where he should be. Look, it's not that different. I understand. Uh, this was the next biggest difference I had. Uh, it turned out just this week that I was pretty similar to consensus on a lot of quarterbacks. Chalk. Um, yeah, I know. A lot of them I was like two off on like almost every quarterback. Uh, so, you know, Marcus Mariota, I think it's pretty much a high end streamer every week unless he's got a really bad matchup. He does not have that this week. He actually has a very good matchup. So I, I think that Mariota is a good streamer. Sounds good. I definitely was not yawning there. And that was what caused the stop. Uh, he was. He was. <laughs> Uh, I think Pittsburgh is a, has been a little bit better with TJ Watt coming back. Um, mm. You know, they got lit up by Joe Burrow, but they took care of business against two other marginal quarterbacks. I think that uh, when I said I think 15 is right, I think he'll he'll uh, uh, nickel and uh, Danny Mariota. Nope, that doesn't work. He will lick it. He will nickel. <laughs> he will nickel and Marcus Dimes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that didn't work for uh, for it. Also, you said lickle, folks. Get him. Get him. Uh, <laughs> I, I love to lickle on my ice cream cone. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a tougher matchup than people think, you know. Um, but I still think he's a good play this week. Uh, quarterback, your lower odd, Dak Prescott. Walker hates Dak Prescott. Uh, huge Eagles fan. Uh, hates the Cowboys. Uh, I, Walker, I, do hate, I do hate the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Dak at 13. ECR's eight going up against the Colts this week. Yeah, Colts, not a very good matchup. Um, no. Dak has been inside the top 10 three times and outside the top 15 three times. Um, it is mostly corresponded with good matchups. Uh, you know, he, he beat Green Bay, which was good. That, that was a really impressive performance. But otherwise, he played well against Chicago and Minnesota. And he's played poorly against Tampa Bay, the Giants, and then weirdly Detroit, which didn't make a lot of sense. But That was his first game back, though. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So I, I would expect more like what he did last week against uh, against the Giants. You know, maybe he doesn't throw two picks. Maybe he throws one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up with like 17 points. But I'm not saying necessarily not to start Dak Prescott. Just if you have a better option, you know, I, I would consider starting Jimmy Garoppolo over him. Um, I would start Trevor Lawrence over him. So those are some examples. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, we'll talk about in a little bit. I think you're too low on Trevor Lawrence. Let's go. That's we'll certainly get to, possible. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, quarterback, you're lower on. Um, this guy, he's coming back from the suspension. You all know who we're talking about. You have him at 20. ECR is 11. Uh, quarterback, Browns. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he's there. Um, I don't understand why everybody has him in the top 12. Uh, Houston is a 
decent pass defense, um, but they're an awful run defense. So teams just run the ball down their throat and don't have to throw. Mm-hmm. I expect Watson to get eased back in in his first game action in over two years. So I I can't trust starting him. Yeah, I um I uh, agree with everything you said. He also looked terrible in preseason. He did. That's true. Yeah, like like he he only played one game, but it was god awful. I remember watching it and being like, this this is the guy you you wait you uh, leverage your entire franchise on. So. Uh, you know, he was good before, but he hasn't played football in two years. Um, speaking of guys who used to be good, uh, the last person you're lower on at quarterback, Tom Brady, you have Tom Brady at 19 ECRs, 12 going up against the saints. Um, Tom Brady, he's not good folks. No, um, he has been, you know, bouncing around the QB two range for the last six weeks. He's been between 13 and 21, all of those weeks. Um, I just don't I don't see the upside here. You know, in two quarterback leagues, he's a great quarterback too, but I just don't see the QB1 upside. Yeah. So, it's it's just Tom, it's Tom Brady name uh is taking precedent over production this year, which was fine in the first like 3 or 4 weeks of the season, but you know, Tom Brady is what he is now, you know. Can I tell you something funny? Uh sure. All right. Tom Brady threw the ball 58 times in week 9 against the Rams. For 280 yards. Jesus. Under five yards an attempt. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. This, this, uh, it's it's like unconscionable with guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin available to him in the passing game to be that, that terrible. Yeah. And he's just, he's so, so conservative. It's incredible. I mean, he's just, it, it's Chris Godwin runs a three yard out and he dumps it off to him. That's why Mike Evans hasn't been scoring touchdowns because Tom Brady won't throw the ball downfield. No. And they haven't, they've been kicking like, you know, 20 yard field goals instead of going for it uh, on the goal line, which is where Mike Evans, he would get his, his, uh, you know, the, remember the game where it was like two catches two three yards and two touchdowns, like those games yeah. are gone. So he can't, he, he can't offset, you know, his, his low yardage games with high touchdowns anymore. So it's dragging everybody down. Uh, that's right. I didn't let you down by ranking Mike Evans fourth. Mike Evans was uh, was let down by Tom Brady. <laughs> that, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Toughest rank of the week, Lamar Jackson. You have Lamar Jackson at nine going up against Denver. Lamar Jackson struggled. Denver's defense has been struggling recently. They've been traditionally good. No weapons for Lamar Jackson. How'd you end up with him at ninth? Uh, he's still number five in terms of points per game at the quarterback position. Um I understand that that's buoyed by the two QB one weeks he had in week two and three, but those still existed. He still did that. And Mm -hmm. we can't forget that the man has QB one overall upside on the week every week, no matter what the matchup is. Um, I just, I couldn't put him any lower because I didn't feel like I couldn't bring myself to tell people sit Lamar Jackson this week. I don't, I don't think he really can especially because Denver's defense hasn't been as good lately. I mean, they gave up a usable game last week to Sam Darnold. Yeah. So I I really think Lamar will be fine in this game. I, I don't expect him to go off necessarily, and that's why I don't have him top six. But mm-hmm. I still think Lamar can scare 20 points. Yeah, especially because this is a stat that I pulled up from uh, Adam Azer uh, from a little show called uh, the CBS Fantasy Football Today podcast, if you've ever heard of it. Uh, he tweeted 
<laughs> he tweeted out in weeks one through eight. This is before they traded Bradley Chubb. In weeks one through eight, Denver was fourth in pressure rate and had 24 sacks, which was fourth most in the NFL. In their last three games, so since they traded Bradley Chubb, they're 28th in pressure rate and they have two sacks. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah. And people will talk will talk about Lamar Jackson as if he's just been you know awful since week three that he's just been totally unusable. He's been a top ten quarterback three of the last four times he's played. Yeah, it's it's this thing where if somebody like doesn't live up to expectations, we're like, oh, he's trash. He's bad now. And it's like, well, no, he's just not what we expected him to be. He's still good. Yeah, he's still producing good fantasy weeks. Yeah, Lamar Jackson hasn't been worse than QB fifteen since week seven, um, and he's throwing to Demarcus Robinson, Devin DuVernay, and James Prochet all the time. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the real problem here. Is uh, right. You need to get him some dang weapons. Uh, I, you know what I'd love to see on this team, like a uh, uh, Marquise Brown. Could you imagine? Damn, that'd be wild if that happened. That'd be crazy. All right, uh, you're most surprising this week. Uh, some folks have called him a short Jordan Love. Uh, <laughs> I've heard <laughs> this. You have Taylor Heineke at 25 behind guys like Andy Dalton and Russell Wilson going up against the New York Football Giants. Yeah, there's this weird uh, narrative that Taylor Heineke is a decent fantasy quarterback for some reason. I don't uh, know where that came from. I don't either. He sucks. <laughs> He's useless. He threw two touchdowns last week, and he was still QB 24. Um, he hasn't been inside the top 15 since week nine. This is not a very good matchup against the Giants. He doesn't have a good matchup the rest of the season. Uh I don't Taylor Heineke shouldn't be sniffing your rosters in one QB leagues the rest of this year. No, and I think it's because he had a few games last year where he ran the ball a bunch. And uh, yeah. so that made people think that he like he had 10 for 95 against the Packers last year. Right. And he has made, one game this season with 25 rushing yards or more. Yeah. So I think that made people think that he was this like rushing threat. And he's really not. He's a rushing threat in the same way like Joe Burrow is now. Yes, exactly. And uh, he's much worse at throwing the football than Joe Burrow. Uh, hashtag analysis. Taylor Heineke is a worse thrower of the football than Joe Burrow. Yeah, here's here's the rub about Taylor Heineke. He has scored over 20 fantasy points once and was a top 12 quarterback once the same week. He ran for a touchdown that week. He hasn't done that in any other week, and he's been outside the top 12 every single one and never scored more than 14 points. Uh, please don't even consider playing this guy. Yeah, stop, stop it. Just stop it. He sucks. He's not good. Um, so, all right. Uh, sneaky start. Trevor Lawrence, uh, you have him at 10 going up against your Detroit Lions. Uh, my thing that might happen this week that you shouldn't worry about, Trevor Lawrence finishes the week as QB1. Wow. Well, he's thrown for one touchdown and no picks uh, three games ago then two touchdowns and no picks two games ago, and then three touchdowns and no picks last week. So he's going to go four touchdowns, no picks this week, apparently. That's what the math says. That's right. It's the same reason Christian Watson's going to have zero touchdowns this week. No! Yes. And Zay Jones, uh, he's good now, folks. Here, I'll say it. Zay Jones, greater than Demarcus Robinson. I said it. I admitted it just for you, Walker. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate that. Um <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has seven QB1 weeks this year yeah. uh, out of 11 games, which is really good. Uh, good I, don't know, I don't know if you know this, but it, uh, that's good to do. Um, 
yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been fantastic the last three weeks. He was absolutely dealing in the fourth quarter against Baltimore. Uh, every throw was perfect. He's, uh, yeah, he looks insane. He looks really, really good right now. And uh, Detroit is not very good at defending against quarterbacks. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, I'm looking Wait here. A second. Wait like... a second here. You got to throw them in the qualifier because the Lions are fine. They're not good against opposing quarterbacks. That is correct, yes. Sorry, I was distracted by counting uh, how many games that uh, he has just absolutely dominated uh, here. So um, he has multiple touchdowns in all but, uh, looks like, four games this year. And in those games, he had um, 50 yards rushing. Uh, One of the touchdowns was a rushing touchdown. He's just been a monster. Like, this guy has been so good. You know what? Somebody should have taken him first overall last year. Uh, yeah, uh, they did though. That was that was what happened. Is that what happened? Yeah, he went number one. Oh, good for Jacksonville, <laughs> folks. That was a bit. All right, uh, Trevor Lawrence is good. Start him everywhere. Walker has him at tenth over Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, but behind Lamar Jackson, Tua, J- Geno Smith, Justin Fields. Justin Herbert. Um, if uh, Justin Fields doesn't play this week, does Trevor Simeon just slot in right there at six? No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't miss out on the Trevor Simeon breakout game. That's right. Uh, this this the the sickoest of stashes. Trevor Simeon. I'm stashing Trevor Simeon in my one quarterback league just in case. Jesus God. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, you have at 21 going up against the Chicago Bears. He may or may not play today. That's your tough set. Uh, or not. Uh, he's not going to play today. He may or may not play this weekend. Uh, but yeah, your tough set. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, who all kinds of banged up. Yeah, I mean, I know in theory it's not that tough because he hasn't been very good this season, but he has a history of going off against Chicago. And so people will remember that and be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers always beats up Chicago. I can throw him in there. I wouldn't do that. He's hurt, and uh, he's not really that good right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's been bad. And, uh, I mean, the Bears are also bad, but um, they're not hurt. So, I will take uh, bad and not hurt over bad and hurt. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. All right. You've got running backs you're higher on. You've got Zeke Elliott you have at 13. ECR on him is 23 going up against the Colts. You have Zeke and Pollard back-to-back at 12 and 13. Uh, both guys looking like they're hitting that must-start territory. In this matchup, yeah, because Indy is tough against the pass but pretty lenient against the run. So I expect or, uh, Chicago. I expect Dallas to lean on the run game. Uh, Zeke played 51% of snaps last week and was still RB15 in a much worse matchup against the Giants. He, in his two games coming back, he's been 9 and 15. Um, yeah, he, he gets all the goal line carries and he's looked effective. He, he looked really good last week against the Giants. He was running well. Um, his vision looked great. He had a little bit more acceleration than he had earlier in the season. So, yeah, I, I think Zeke is he, he's as good as he's going to be right now. Yeah, and uh, Zeke just he's going to get a touchdown every week. It's what he does. And I think that automatically puts him in the top 20. Um, he's going to get goal line carries. Tony Pollard is a better player at this point, but Zeke's opportunities put him right there with him. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, other guy you're higher on, uh, the winner of the War of Attrition in the Denver running back room, 
Uh, Latavius Murray going up against Baltimore. You have him 18th. Everybody else has him 28th as the ECR. Uh, no Melvin Gordon. Maybe Mike Boone off of IR. Uh, Marlon Mack is not a real football player anymore. So uh, wheels up, as the kids say. Yeah, uh, I, I I just like Latavius Murray. I like how he's been playing. Um, last week, he was especially efficient against Carolina. 13 for 92. He's averaging three targets a game. So I, I think you can expect in a game against Baltimore where Denver is going to want to keep the ball out of Baltimore's hands and kind of grind it out, which is what they do every game. Um, mm-hmm. I think Latavius Murray has between 15 and 20 touches, and that's a top 20 role for me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where I am right now with him, too. It's like you can't deny what he's doing. You can't deny his opportunity, even though the offense isn't very good, and he's still just been Latavius Murray. It's like, you know, how, how what is a ton of touches in a bad offense? What's that worth? About running back 18. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, uh, another guy that you are higher on than everybody else, Zonovan. Uh, Bam Knight, I will call him Bam. Um, you have him at 25, ECRs 37. You have him at 25 over uh, teammate Michael Carter. Yeah, I I just like the way Knight played last week. Um, 14 carries for 69 yards, nice. Uh, nice. And then three catches on three targets for 34 more yards. So over 100 yards from scrimmage in 48% of snaps. It's... Wait, not hold easy. on, hold on. Walker, hold on. Is that good? That's very good. Okay. It's not easy to do that. Um, Minnesota is leaky against the run. I expect Knight to play about half the snaps again. Um, I don't see why the Jets would go away from what's working. And Mike White loves to dump the ball off to the running backs. So, yeah, I think Zonovan Knight is a good high-end flex play this week. Yeah, folks, call... Uh... Call him Bane because uh, Bam Knight Rising, folks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or is it one Rises? Of, it's Rises. I blew it. Oh, well. One of your worst. Uh, I would say it's one of my best. Uh, let's agree to disagree. All right. Uh, running back, you're lower on this week. Uh, everybody has this guy as a must-start running back going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, ECR on Jonathan Taylor is seven, but you have him at RB21. Walker. Are you really telling me that you would start uh, David? I'm sorry, uh, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, all these guys over Jonathan Taylor? Yep. Wow. You're telling me you would start Christian McCaffrey? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Taylor has looked a lot better lately. He's getting a ton of carries. So I understand why his I, I, I can understand why people are excited about him. They think, oh, Jonathan Taylor's back to what he was, but he still hasn't been that efficient other than his game against Vegas, which is, I believe, the second worst run, no, third worst run defense in the league. Um, But the last two weeks, 3.8 yards a carry, 4.3 yards a carry in good matchups. This game against Dallas is not a good matchup. So, you know, I, I don't think that Indy is going to be particularly successful moving the ball. I could see, you know, 18 carries for 70 yards and two catches for 10 yards. And then if he doesn't score that, you know, it's kind of the same thing as Delvin Cook last week where mm-hmm. he's been lighting up good matchups. You know, he's last three weeks, RB1, RB13, RB12, but all against good matchups. In his games that he's played against bad matchups this year, 
against Tennessee, RB55. Against Tennessee again, RB20. Against Washington, RB46. This Colts offense doesn't work when they play good defenses. And this is a good defense. Yeah, it's it's um it makes a lot of sense, um, especially with what we saw with like Matt Ryan last week. Like Matt Ryan, he it's like he's forgotten how to play football. He's he's shook. And so that kind of trickles down to everybody else, um, even the the running backs, because uh, Matt Ryan will make you lose and then uh, you can't run so much. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is the next guy up. You have him at 32. ECR on him is 22. Uh, he's going up against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. What? the hell are people doing i i mean i guess he's gotten a lot of carries the last three weeks but um you know last week against the rams the chiefs were running the ball because they were up the whole game um i would expect them to be running the ball a little bit less against cincinnati because i think it's going to be a closer game the whole way through uh pacheco also wasn't efficient last week he got saved by a touchdown but he only averaged 3.1 yards a carry um, he still only has four catches on the entire season. So, yeah, I would say at this point, he's more likely than not to not catch a pass in the game. So you're going to be looking at, you know, against a good run defense in Cincinnati, probably 15 carries for 55 yards. So you're hoping for a touchdown. And even if he does score, he's like RB 25 on the week. So I don't really see the upside this week. Yeah, it's um, he doesn't catch he doesn't catch the damn football. You got to catch the damn ball. You got to catch the damn ball. Like it's fun to watch him run. Like he's a he's a he's a fun runner to to watch. But over the last three games, um, he has one tar he has one catch. He has as many catches as he has fumbles. That's true. like fumbles lost, and it's like it being a complete black hole in the passing game is not only an issue for PPR, but a catch is is so much more yardage than a rush. You know, it's Usually, worth like two yes. and a, yeah, it's worth like two and a half as many points. So it's like, I mean, it's fun to watch Isaiah Pacheco. It's fun to watch him. He's a fun runner, but that can only get you so far. Like what matters is the fantasy points and right. not catching the football causes issues for the fantasy points. Right. His role is not very conducive for that. Yeah. I would sit Pacheco the next two weeks against Cincy and Denver and save him for uh, the fantasy playoffs where he'll be playing Houston and Seattle in week 15 and 16. Those uh, are perfect Isaiah Pacheco games. Yes. Where he will against Houston, he will have 20 carries for a hundred yards on touchdown. And against Seattle, he will have like 15 for 80 in a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens when Melvin Gordon starts to make his way in. I, I think that Isaiah Pacheco kind of keeps his role. I think Melvin Gordon is a, an issue for Jarek McKinnon. Because um, there's not much that McKinnon does worse than Gordon or better than Gordon. No, I agree. I, I yeah. think that he's more of a threat to McKinnon than Pacheco. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Pacheco, don't try not to start him this week. Like you're banking on a touchdown. That's that's mm-hmm. why you're starting him. You're banking on a touchdown. Uh, Devin Singletary, we already talked about. You have him at 34. ECR is 24. Uh, what are people doing? <laughs> What's the deal? Yeah. It, I, it's because he's a starting running back. I think he people think, well, I should rank him in the top 24 because he's the number one running back in a good offense. But this is a trap we fall into every year with Evan Singletary. He doesn't produce when the run defense is good. And then when the run defense is bad, he takes advantage of it because he's just an OK running back. You know, that's that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a bunch of RB 15 weeks and a bunch of RB 35 weeks. 
Yeah, because he and he's gonna end the year at like RB twenty two. People would be like, see, he was a solid number two running back. Even yeah, it's he the Acash tweet. Uh, me when I draft Devin Singletary at RB twenty five, and he's listed at RB or and he finishes RB twenty two. Yeah, and this is how I win the suit. Oh, I thought it was this is how I win. It's Sterling. It's uh or uh, Shan- Shannon Sharp holding out his arms. Oh, so it's in, the same the spirit suit. as this is how I win. Yes, <laughs> it's the same genre. Um, uh, so, all right, your toughest rank, uh, this week is Damian Pierce. You have him at 24 going up against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, here's what I think the thought process, the Browns can't stop running backs. Damian Pierce can't run the football to save his life right now. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah, it's, yeah, the Browns are bad against the run and Damian Pierce is really bad at running right now. Um, Damian Pierce has 15 carries for 16 yards the last two weeks. Woo is, hold on. Is that good? No, that's bad. Oh, but what about in the in the passing game? Uh, two catches for nine yards and three catches for eight yards. Oh, okay. So he's got those PPR points, got those PPR numbers bumped up. Yeah, yeah. He's catching. Uh, well, he's not really catching more passes, honestly. He's catching the same amount of passes, and he just can't run. He's a uh, he's a poor man's uh, rookie, Naheem Hines. <laughs> awful. Um, but yeah, in this matchup, I I think he'll score a touchdown in this game. I still don't think he'll be very efficient because his efficiency has been really up and down this season. And Houston's O-line is simply not blocking well. And Pierce is losing confidence in his vision. So I don't expect him to be efficient, but I expect him to get more carries than he's been getting. I don't expect Houston to be down by a bunch immediately. I think Mm -hmm. Cleveland will eventually win, but I think Cleveland will have to kind of build up to it. Um, you know, uh, Houston's going to be edging Cleveland. That's that's what it's going to. Hey, yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think something like 15 carries for 50 yards and a touchdown for Pierce. So he's fine. He's a fine option, but you know he's in fart territory. Yeah, and I want to apologize to the audience for the world's lowest energy AO. It just took me by surprise. AO. AO. Hey, yo, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's your one. Um, all right. You're most surprising this week. Alvin Kamara, you have at 22. Kamara going up against Tampa Bay. Two fumbles last ne- week ruined his day against the Niners. Uh, he's been struggling recently. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the whole offense has been bad. Um, it's Jameis time. But uh, Alvin Kamara at 22. You, you're saying you can start him, but you haven't been like uh, behind guys like Rashad White, Latavius Murray. Um Jamal Williams again, but Jamal Williams is must start. I gotta stop using Jamal Williams as a, uh, as a as a shibboleth. Um, all right, so Alvin Kamara, twenty-two. What's so what's so hard about this, or what's so surprising about this? Uh, because Alvin Kamara is one of the like half a dozen best running backs in the league, yes. and you can expect him to be really good most of the time. But last four weeks, uh, 18, 23, 32, and forty-two are his four finishes. Tampa Bay is very good against the run last week, notwithstanding when they faced Nick Chubb and the Cleveland offensive line. Uh, yeah, I I just don't see it being an efficient game. He hasn't been getting a ton of carries. Um, you know, you're looking at probably 10 carries and five catches, and he's averaging about four yards a touch, so 60 yards. And at that point, you're at 11 points, and he hasn't been scoring touchdowns because nobody on the offense has been scoring touchdowns. So you're looking at 11 points, and that's a fringe RB2. When do we see Jameis Winston again? After the bye. 
after the bye. All right. Um, I think, yeah, I think Dalton starts again this week and plays bad again because Tampa has a good defense. Mm-hmm. And then week 14, they're off. And then the last four weeks are all good matchups. So I think it's going to be Jameis comes in in week 15 and like lights it up for four weeks. And the Saints go three and one. And then they make the mistake of committing to him to be the quarterback next year. And then the same thing happens. He's going to get like a like a three year, like $60 million contract. And it's going to no, be. No, they gonna, won't do that. It'll be like one year, $25 million or something. No, I think it's going to be very little guaranteed, but I think it'll be sure. like 360. Uh, 8% rostered. So he cannot be a sicko stash. Uh, I was seeing if we need to revise our sicko stashes to include Jameis Winston. Not yet. Uh, not yet. All right. Uh, sneaky start of the week. Leonard Fournette uh, going up against the Saints. He is RB20. Rashad White's RB19, his teammate. Um, Rashad White scored lots of fancy points last week, so he's good now. He's better than Leonard Fournette now. That's how this works. Yeah, I really think they're going to split touches. I mean, that's yeah. what happened when they were both healthy before uh, Fournette got hurt right before the mm-hmm. bye. And Fournette, his last three games before the bye, RB17, 20, and 21. He lives in this range. You know, he he's he's going to get something around 10 carries. He's going to get a few targets. He's got a role that is conducive to being a back-end RB2. You know, he's the new Kareem Hunt. Yeah, um, my only my only pause is watching the, the Saints run defense last week in person. Uh, it's good. Um, that's my only pause. And the, the, the Buccaneers can't run the ball, but it's okay, actually, because they just passed the ball to Leonard Fournette anyway. So I talked myself out of the conundrum. Let's go. Sneaky start, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked I think, myself out of it. Yeah, Leonard Fournette this week, uh, nine carries for 20 yards and five catches for 40 yards. Damn, that's not one, two, or three. That is a four-netter, baby. Fournette. Yeah, the the Leonard Fournette, the full the full four. Uh, I just remembered I made a, a joke about Leonard Fournette uh quitting football to start a uh a fish and chips restaurant that the sizes are one net, two net, three net, and four net. God. <laughs> one fish, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. One fish, two fish, red fish, four net. All right. Tough set this week, DeAndre Swift, 27. You finally did it. You you ripped the band-aid off. Uh 27 against Jacksonville. Uh he's a this. sit and, yeah, he's a sit until further notice, I think. Yeah, he just doesn't have a, a big enough role. I mean, 34% snap share last week, and that's the best in a month. He's just not the starting running back for the team. I understand Jacksonville is a good matchup, but he's had good matchups in this stretch against Green Bay. He was RB26. Against Chicago, he was RB30. He's averaging about five carries and five targets right now. So he's a change of pace guy. And mm-hmm. he's going to be in that, five, you know, 20 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards range. And so if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's getting you seven, eight points. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where it is right now with uh, with uh, DeAndre Swift. And it's super disappointing. But, you know, what are you going to do about it at this point? There's nothing. That's what. Yeah, you're, you're going to deal with it. You're going to deal with it. You're going to suck it up. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. So some uh, wide receiver you're higher on. Garrett Wilson, you have at 12th this week. Garrett Wilson going up against Minnesota. EC on him is 19. Uh, Mike White is good. Well, Mike White is better than uh, Zach Wilson. And yes. Minnesota is not good against uh, passing games. Yeah, that's correct. And in the last four weeks, uh, Garrett Wilson has... 
a wide receiver 16, wide receiver 11, and wide receiver 5 finish. Um, two of those were in bad matchups, too, against New England and Chicago. This is not that. It's an extremely good matchup. Uh, I just, I'm expecting a lot more targets. I'm expecting, you know, more catches for, for Garrett Wilson. I think something in the seven catches for 100 yards range is reasonable. Yeah, I um, I really think that people are... Uh, I think they're getting more excited about Elijah Moore than Garrett Wilson, which doesn't make a lot of sense because Moore just had two catches uh, last week. It's just that yeah, Moore, Moore had two targets and played like 30-something percent of snaps. And yeah. everybody's going absolutely nuts. Meanwhile, Garrett Wilson played almost 100% of snaps, had five for 90 and two touchdowns. Yeah, and everybody's like, that's fine. It's uh, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me what is happening there. But um. Yeah, I think uh, we'll get to Elijah Moore in a second. Uh, you have him ranked. But yeah, this Garrett Wilson thing, it feels like people are just forgetting about him for whatever reason. So um, let's move on to the next guy that you are higher on. Devonta Smith, you have him at 14. ECR is 26, going up against the Tennessee Titans, a uh, a good uh, good defense to be going up against. Yeah, and for the last five weeks, he has at least eight targets. So I expect him to start paying those off better now that the matchup is better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this will be his best game since uh, Dallas Goddard went out. Really? What do you What do you think in um for his like, uh his up? I will say seven catches for eighty yards. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take fifteen fantasy points. All right. Maybe uh, he a touchdown. Well, you never know. But, <laughs> who knows? Um. The uh, last guy you're higher on, Jacoby Myers, we kind of already talked about him. I think that we believe that he is going to play this week and other people don't. They're hedging. I think that's the the biggest difference here. Um, so let's move on to some wide receivers you're lower on this week. Uh, you've got Keenan Allen at 20. ECR on him is uh, 11. That is way too bullish for me going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he's just been kind of OK since coming back from injury. Yeah, 29 and 22 the last two weeks, um, 5 for 94 and 5 for 49 and a touchdown. Vegas is a pretty solid matchup, but I don't think Allen is, I I really don't think at this point in his career he's a top 12 receiver type guy. I just don't think he has enough athleticism left. You know, he's a great route runner and he'll always be able to get open in short area, but mm-hmm. he's got really no explosiveness anymore. So I think he's more of a wide receiver two slash high end wide receiver three type guy. Um, Yes, it's a good matchup, but I think that there are situations where you would not be playing Keenan Allen. I think most cases you are playing him, but I could see a situation where you have, you know, uh, for some reason I closed my rankings. My bad. Oh, man. Uh, They call you Big Daddy Ranks. Big, big daddy, no ranks. (laughs) Uh, I would start, you know, I I could see a situation where you have Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Godwin along with Keenan Allen. And I would start both of those other guys over Allen. Yeah. I think that Allen, he's, he's hitting that, like uh, that late career, Larry Fitzgerald part of his, of his, uh, his arc where he's still a great football player, but you know, he's losing a little bit and uh, you know, a better, another player is kind of taken from him as well. So it's going to be, instead of Keenan Allen getting a hundred for 11, a hundred catches for 1100 yards, 
he's going to have 85 catches for 850 yards. Which next year, I mean, I think people are going to have him down in like the 20s. And I think that you can scoop up that value because he'll he'll still be a consistent player every week. He just doesn't have that upside. Right. He'll he'll be a five for 50 receiver and then he'll score a touchdown every third week. Yeah. All right. Uh, next guy you're lower on than consensus. Terry McLaurin, your rank is 26, ECR 16, uh, going up against uh, the New York football giants. Um, two bad games with Taylor Heineke for um, for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I, I think the uh, reports that Terry McLaurin was going to be really good with Taylor Heineke, uh, I think we jumped the gun, all of us, a little bit on that one. I was kind of banging that drum pretty strongly. Yeah, I, I thought it was the correct thing to believe as well. Uh, no, actually. It <laughs> uh, turns, turns out, Taylor, out we're dumb. Turns out Taylor Heineke is probably worse than Carson Wentz, almost assuredly worse than Carson Wentz, and they've just gotten lucky and won games despite having a terrible quarterback. He's, he's just not that reliable. You know, he's, he's been scoring around 10 points every week. I think that he's a fine option, you know, wide receiver 26 in week nine with 10.6 points. I think that's about what you can expect from him, like four for 60. Yeah. He's, um, he's okay at this point. Like, um, yeah, we, we really jumped the gun because we were like, oh, man, uh, you know, uh, Heineke, he throws, you know, this, this, you know, he lo- these YOLO balls, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, half the time the YOLO balls don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just that's why they're YOLO is because uh, you only live once, folks. Um, all right. And then your your wide receiver, you're lower on. Um, we I like how we've universally uh, finally come around to the fact that this guy is not worth having uh, starting. Uh, but nobody else has Deontay Johnson. You have at 41. ECR is 28. I've had him on the drop list two weeks in a row. Dude's just not cashing in his his numbers. It's just not happening. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in the next week or so who are going to be like, Deontay Johnson is a great buy-low candidate for the fantasy playoffs because he's still averaging like seven targets a game and he has five straight good matchups upcoming. Uh, I I don't think so, guys. I really I really don't think so. He's He's just not... He's not getting it done. You know, the targets that he gets, a lot of them are bad from Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities that he has, he's not taking advantage of. He's kind of regressed back to year two Deontay Johnson. Um, and it's just not something that you can consistently trust in your lineups. You know, no touchdowns on the season. And he really hasn't had that many opportunities. Last week, he had a good opportunity to catch a touchdown. Um, but he's not getting many five, you know, five and ten zone targets either. So I... I just don't – I have to see Deontay Johnson actually do something before I can trust him in my lineup. Yeah, and that's entirely fair. I think that's a, a rational response. People are just like, oh, well, he's he's touching the football now, and so he's going to be good. And that's not quite what is going to be happening. So, um, all right, uh, your toughest rank this week, uh, we mentioned him, uh, Elijah Moore. You have him at 39 uh, going up against the um, Minnesota Vikings. Um, like we said, got all the hype last week, but – it wasn't really the underlying numbers weren't saying much, even the overlying numbers, if that's a word, weren't saying much. So what's the deal? What's the deal with Elijah Moore? Yeah, I think um, I think we're going to get another week of Elijah Moore like hysteria because it's against the Vikings who have a bad secondary. And I think he's going to score another touchdown this week. I think he'll have like three for 40 in a score and he'll be wide receiver, you know, 
or, or two for 35 in a score or something like that. And everybody will keep banging the drum and then he'll fall on his face against Buffalo because he's going to play 50% of snaps generously. Mm-hmm. Um, his He's probably not going to get more than four targets. We can't expect Mike White to be as good as he was last week consistently. Um, sure we can. He's Mike I, White. I don't, I don't think so, actually. I, okay. I think he's not very good. Hmm. Agree to agree. Also, I looked up Elijah Moore on Sleeper, and I just typed in EL, and one of the suggested players it gave for me is Eldridge Massington. Ooh, Eldridge Massington. That is a tight end? Wide receiver. Oh, who's he on? Who, what team is he on? Or is he a free agent? Uh, he was given an injury settlement by the Saints. Oh, boy. Um, so he's really good is what I'm hearing. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. And then you can find out who is massaging the numbers with regards to uh, Elijah Moore. If he does what Walker says by who talks about how many fantasy points he scored, because the two times if he scores a touchdown next week, that's really going to buoy. Uh, what he has done, and it's uh, really going to expose the people who are trying really hard to make Elijah would, Moore a thing. If you would like to see Elijah Moore propaganda, you can visit at Rotosurgeon on Twitter. <laughs> but that's my handle if people want to yell at me. <laughs> All right, your, your most surprising uh, uh, play this week is Adam Thielen at 28. Uh, Adam Thielen uh, going up against the Jets, who we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was wrong about Adam Thielen. I think I, I wrote him off a little too quick. Uh, he's been pretty decent all season, wide receiver 27 on the year, which for a 32-year-old is pretty good. Um, I, I think he's going to be in that range this week. It's not a great matchup against the Jets, but last week wasn't a good matchup against the Patriots, and he lit him up. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking double-digit fantasy points for Thielen. I don't believe that he will go crazy or anything, but I think you can expect a usable week uh, from him most weeks. And so I would have him in that flex range. Okay. Um, Mostly it's surprising because I didn't really like him for most of the season. Yeah. That's, that's what's really getting me like, Hmm, if Walker's coming around on Adam Thielen, then you know, it's good folks. It's time. Uh, It's time. Um, All right. So uh, your, Let's just move on to tough set. Let's skip the sneaky start, I think. Uh, no. <laughs> it's Zay Jones, folks. Uh, wide receiver 29 on the week. Walker's victory lap going up against the Detroit Lions. Walker's I was right uh, victory lap. Yeah, I mean, obviously no one expected him to get 14 targets last week. That's obscene. Yeah. Um, but he did have 11. <laughs> that is not one. safe for work. <laughs> no, but he, he did have 11 for 145 and a two-point conversion. So... You know, I you can't expect that every week. He's had two blow-up weeks and nothing higher than 15 in the rest of his weeks. Mm-hmm. But I think you can expect a week where, you know, between, like, 12 and 15 points this week. I I, I would expect him to get close to 10 targets in this, in this game against the Lions. Should be high scoring. Um, and I, I think that he will produce uh, six catches for 71 yards. But that's 13 points. Yeah, 13 points. You said 10 to 12. Walker. No, I said 12 to 15. Uh, I thought you said 10 to 12. Roll the tape say. back. Uh, roll Jamie, the tape Pull back. that back. Uh, <laughs> that's wild. Uh, Jamie, why don't you pull that up? Um, 
All right, so the uh, tough set this week, Christian Watson going up against the Chicago Bears. You have it 35. Um, I mean, it's just math. We talked about it um, with Trevor Lawrence going from one to two to three to four touchdowns. Well, Christian Watson went from three to two to one touchdown, so that means he is not scoring a touchdown this week. That is uh, science. That's right. Uh, I'd like to say Sleeper agrees with me. They also have him as wide receiver 35. So, nice. Um, I four four catches the last three weeks. Um, just completely unsustainable touchdown production, unsustainable yardage production. Um, you know his his four for forty eight game against Tennessee in a really good matchup is more what you can expect from him on a week to week basis. So he's a fringe wide receiver three. You know he he's a guy who's gonna get you eight points when he doesn't score, he just happens to have been scoring a lot lately. I mean, it's, I, I think it's going to come crashing down at some point. I really do. Yeah. It pretty much has to come crashing down at some point. You know, it's, it's not sustainable what he's doing. He's fancy MVS and, you know, MVS has never had a stretch like this, but that's what makes him so fancy. Yeah, that's right. All right. So let's talk over to tight ends. Uh, tight end that you're higher on this week uh, is uh, H.C. Higby. You have him at seven going up against Seattle. Everybody else has him 12. Uh, here's my impression of everybody else. But, 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 but he had no targets last week. Uh, but, 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 but Bryce Perkins isn't going to play this week. It's going to be John Wolford. Um, Wolford's still ahead of Perkins on the depth chart. He should be back healthy this week. So I expect Wolford to start. If it was Perkins, I would go a different direction here, but um, I I expect it to be Wolford, and Seattle is god-awful against opposing tight ends, so mm-hmm. I expect Higby to have a solid week. Yeah, it's it's last week uh, he only ran, uh, I think I did the math, like eight or nine routes because he was inline blocking so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect that to happen again this week. Um so, uh, yeah, I think you can start uh, Tyler Higby this week. Uh, you can go back to him. Don't worry. Um, another guy you're higher on, uh, Walker loves a revenge game. Tyler Conklin, revenge game. Go over against the Minnesota Vikings. You have him at 12. ECR on him is 16. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Conklin's tight end 13 on the season. Um, had a better game last week, three for 50 uh, with Mike White. I I think he's going to keep getting a little bit more involved. Um, I, I could see against Minnesota, a team that is not very good against opposing tight ends. I could see him getting in the end zone here. Um, you know, three touchdowns on the season. I think number four is coming. And, and yeah, the revenge narrative. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Conklin against his old franchise. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Conklin uh, in his games without Zach Wilson under center, uh, uh, four for 16 and a touchdown on seven targets, six for 40, eight for 84. And then uh, last week, um, I believe you mentioned three for for 50. So um, he's good when uh, Zach White or Zach White, Zach Wilson is not throwing him the football. Uh, Zach Zach, is white. uh, He is white. He is very white. He is incredibly white. Yeah, Uh, I I should say... uh, Tight ends 11, 15, 4, and 15 in those four games when Zach Wilson has not been throwing in the ball. So, um, yeah, he's pretty safe, too. Yeah, uh, a real uh, real uh, safe uh, floor play when uh, when uh, Zach Wilson is not throwing in the Tyler Conklin, you put him in your lineup, it's like a nice, uh, a nice warm blanket. Uh, 10 points, 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last guy we already talked about, Jelani Woods. 
Um, he was both of our sicko stashes. You have him at 20. ECR is 36 on him going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Not a great matchup. No, Pittsburgh wasn't a very good matchup either, though. Um, I'm not saying to start Jelani Woods this week. I would not do that. Um, but a good guy to, to pick up right now because he might have a bad week against Dallas. Then there's the bye week. But I do believe he's taken over as the top tight end in this offense. And I think Minnesota, L.A., New York, and Houston is pretty tasty in terms of tight end matchups down the stretch. So Jelani Woods could be, you know, they, they love, they, they're saying it, folks. Jelani Woods, league winner. Wow, more and more. I'm hearing more and more people say it. It's crazy how many people yeah. are saying it. Um, so, 10 people, right. 15 people saying it. <laughs> I, I've got, uh, you know, big big guys, generals coming up to me saying, uh, sir, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Uh, Jelani Woods, sir, thank you for him so much. Uh, he will help save my fantasy season, sir. And they're crying. And they're crying, of course. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, guy, you're lower on this week. We already touched on him. Dawson Knox, you have him at 15, ECR is 10. Uh, I disagree. I think he will score a touchdown. You don't think he will. That's what. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff is a sheep who's listening to the uh, the masses. That's right. I follow the lamestream media yeah, consensus. The fake, the fake news fantasy media uh, will, will try to convince you that Dawson Knox is a good start this week. He's not. Folks, he's terrible. Not a very good football player. Not a consistent target share. You know, we hate the target share, folks. It's nothing like your favorite president. Very nasty target share. <laughs> Very disappointing. Uh, sad. Sad, a sad target share. Uh, all right. Oh, by the way, I had, this is going to sound really stupid, but I had a dream about oh, the big, no. the big wet boy. Oh, God. But it was uh, a dream about how um, he goes back to Twitter but all he posts on his Twitter are links to his posts on Truth Social, and <laughs> and because of this, Elon Musk runs again, runs for president against him. <laughs> oh my God, I love the, that. Would be so funny to just post links to to a different website on Twitter and nothing else. Yeah, that I mean that would be the perfect like. Go go here to see my post. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of uh, seeing my posts, uh, Foster Moreau. Uh, I hope he sees my posts. Oh, Foster Moreau. Sorry. Uh, ECR on him is 16. Foster, I love you. Uh, ECR on him is, sorry, your rank is 16. ECR is 11 going up against the Chargers this week. Yeah, Chargers are a pretty solid matchup for tight ends, but I don't know if Foster Moreau's role right now is sustainable. Um, you know, the last three weeks he's had two top 12 tight end weeks but three for 43 one for 33 and three for 33 um he's just scored a touchdown in two of those three the Raiders offense is okay it's not great so I don't think scoring two touchdowns in three weeks consistently is going to be something you can count on Moro for especially when he's pretty clearly not one of the focal points of the offense mm -hmm. I, I just I don't like the role enough to start him over guys like, you know, Tyler Conklin, who I know is safer and, and Hayden Hurst, who I know is safer. So I, I just, there's a little bit too much risk for me to stream him this week. Yeah. He hasn't really shown this like consistent floor where it's like, okay, if I put him in there, I'll get these, this number of points. It's like, you stick him in there and you're just like, let's see what happens. Yeah, he might uh, get me, he might get me four or he might get me like 14. Speaking of guys like that, uh, Cole Komet, yeah, Cole Komet, <laughs> who had two 
two good weeks and everybody declared uh, he's back. And he's tight end 11 on the season somehow, which is frustrating. Uh, but, yeah, with Trevor Simeon throwing in the ball, he's not going to be good. Even if Justin Fields is throwing in the ball, he doesn't get that many targets. He was living off of touchdowns for three weeks. The last two weeks, three for 35, three for 27. This is what you can expect from him. He's touchdown or bust. Yeah, and that, that's. Uh, but people think that he's more than that because they got all hot and bothered about him um, uh, Cole, pre-draft. Cole Komet has more than 45 receiving yards once this season. Uh, is that good? Uh, I'll let you decide. I can't decide. <laughs> you no, make all my no. decisions for me. It's not very good. Okay. Uh, all right. So the um, other, uh, the toughest rank this week, Juwan Johnson, you have him at 13. Uh, we warned you folks, don't start him last week. Or at least I warned you don't start him last week. Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco good against tight ends. Um, the entire Saints offense collapsed. Juwan Johnson didn't score a fantasy point. Uh, but he was top eight the previous three weeks. He did score a touchdown in all of them, and he hasn't had 50 receiving yards in the game. But uh, he had four for 40 on seven targets in his last matchup against Tampa. Tampa is not a good defense against tight ends. So I think that Juwan Johnson is a good chance to get in the end zone, and uh, I think he's one of the better four for 40 options in the streaming category. Yeah, and I actually have him as a start this week uh, in the uh... – uh, or a streamer because enough people dropped him to be below 50% rostered. Uh, mm-hmm. You can start him this week. Um, the 49ers, you saw exactly what happened against a tight end, a touchdown or bust tight end. Uh, he had a ball that was deflected in his face in the end zone that uh, would have been a, otherwise a touchdown. And that's what we were warning you about. So uh, you can go back to your Jawan's Johnson. Uh, most surprising this rank, uh, Georgie Porgy Kittle. Uh, you have him at two going up against the Miami Dolphins. Um, and uh, his former offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, Dolphins bad against tight ends. So, you know, I, don't be worried about the bad game last week. Um, you know, it was worse than we expected, but New Orleans is very good against tight ends, one of the best in the league, actually. And Miami is one of the worst. So mm-hmm. I think Kittle will get right back to playing well. I expect him to score a touchdown in this game, have at least four catches. Yeah, especially if something happens to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I wrote about it. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle are kind of all um, stealing from each other this year. Whereas Brandon Ayuk's Brandon Ayuk is the the meme of the two girls fighting and the guy just smoking uh, something in the corner. He's just the guy smoking the something in the corner while the other guys duke it out for targets. Um, so if there's no Christian McCaffrey or if he's hobbled, then I expect George Kittle to have a better game. He's uh, using that paper not for writing. But for right. smoking doobies. That's right. Uh, we here at the Football of Surrey podcast do not condone any sort of illegal behavior. Please consult your local laws before smoking the doobies. All right. Uh, Hayden Hurst is your sneaky start this week. Tight end 10. I don't know how sneaky this is. Dude gets a ton of targets now. Well, I don't know how many people are realizing this. Uh, Hayden Hurst is tight end 8 on the season. <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you, have you guys heard about Hayden Hurst, tight end 8? Um, Mike was right. Mike was uh, extremely right about Hayden Hurst. Incredibly right. Yeah, Mike, uh, I think, was higher on Hayden Hurst than anybody. He had him as, like, a fringe top 12 option. He's been even better than that. Uh, just consistent, you know. He's been getting you, like, at least eight points pretty often. Um, you know, he has one, two, five games this season of seven or more targets. 
KC is a game where Cincinnati is going to have to throw to keep up. I'm thinking five for 50, maybe he scores. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of been where he's been living lately. Right. Um, you know, uh, yesterday, uh, your, your question was, what happened to Tyler Boyd? I was like, uh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst happened. The Red Assassin. <laughs> Can we can we sponsor his uh, pro football reference page to make his nickname the Ginger Assassin? Ginger Assassin. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So the Ginger Assassin you have at ten. Uh, your tough sit, Greg Dulcich. Uh, I don't know if it's that tough. Everybody got ho- all hot and bothered for him, and uh, he's uh, not that great. No, he's not very good. Um, and there you go folks yeah he's not very good uh i understand he's getting targets but denver's offense is bad um when he doesn't score a touchdown he's probably not going to be super consistent i mean you're looking at like three for 30 i that's not something you can start and i it's just kind of the same thing as cole Komet, where people are like oh well you know we had two good weeks so I remember that, and maybe I can start him now because he did something before. No, it's not a good matchup. Don't play him. Yeah, so his first three games uh, averaged four catches for 61 yards on six targets per game. Uh, since then, uh, he has uh, 52 yards total in the next three games Jeff, uh, on, Jeff, on Jeff, seven Jeff, catches. Jeff, Jeff. Oh, what? yes, Walker. Is that good? Yes, very good. Oh, wow. It's incredible. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. All right. Makes you think. Makes you think. Uh, so I think that'll do it, Walker. That's everybody. Uh, here, here, spot rank. Uh, Chris Olave, twenty-one. What? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I have. I do have that. All right, Jonathan Taylor, twenty-one. We already talked about that. Aaron Rodgers, twenty-one. You already talked about that. I was trying to make sure we talked about all your number twenty-one. Logan Thomas. Yeah, we already talked about him too. Got it. All right. So that'll do it for the uh, rankings episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. We will be back on Friday to talk uh, the rest of week 13. We'll review Thursday Night Football, and it'll be a long one. There's only two teams on by this week. So, oh, boy. Yeah, be prepared for two hours. Uh, At least. (laughs) So. uh, (laughs) Two to two and a half hours. Yeah. If you'd like to yell at Walker about their ranks on Twitter, you can find them at uh, Big Daddy Dricks. If you'd like to yell at me on Twitter about my ranks, uh, my hand or about Walker's ranks. My handle is at fantasy receipts. <laughs> All right. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.